It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Dries settle again. Shoots and scores. There's fifty from the right circle. Harris in the pocket. He's throwing. He's going down the rail. He's got a man open. It is complete, and he's going the distance inside. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Two minutes into the second quarter, Monday Night Football, Cincinnati leading Pittsburgh 3-0. Both those teams 0-3 on the season. Trying to get something going. Oilers today, Lagason assigned to the Condors. Gagne and Manning on waivers, though Manning did practice with the Oilers today. Just because you clear waivers, you don't have to go to the farm. So uh, Manning could very well stay with the Oilers and perhaps be the seventh defenseman, at least for the first part of the season. I mentioned Golden Bears football winning again on Saturday. We haven't been able to say winning again about Alberta Golden Bears football in a long time. They are 4-1. and one. They have won four in a row. 23-0. They outscored UBC in the fourth quarter as uh, they won the game going away 40-20. The Golden Bears hockey team started its Canada West season. A 4-3 win on Friday at UBC and then a 5-0 win on Saturday. And they're uh, hitting the road for some interesting games coming up this weekend. The head coach is Ian Herbers. Ian, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Good, Reed. Thank you. It is great to have you on the show. I know you just got off the ice. How was practice today? Uh, it was good. A little bit different with our schedule going to the States next week and, and us playing Saturday, Sunday instead of Friday, Saturday. Uh, we had David Peltier run our session today and we did uh, half the practice was only defensemen on the ice with Dave working with them. And then after that, the Fords came out uh, and did some good uh, edge work and skating work with, with, with Dave. So I thought it was a very good day. So did you have pucks on the ice at all today? Uh, pucks with everything. Okay. So they they had to, we made it tough for them. It's like rubbing your head and stomach at the same time, uh, and make those guys think and put them in tough situations, get them uncomfortable, uh, and working on that flexibility and opening up hips and the edge work. And I thought our guys worked very hard and had a good day. Now, Ian, when you played, and if if people don't know your career, of course you were a Golden Bear and an NHL defenseman. Did you did you have a skating coach? Was that something players of your era worked on a lot, or was it a little bit of a different attitude towards it? Well, ours, well I guess in junior, our skating coach was you line up at center ice and you, you fought, and uh, you didn't try hard, hard enough. You stay in and fight, and so that was kind of our skating, unfortunately. Uh, no, but there was some very good people at that point that were doing skating, skating things. Um, we didn't have... Uh, I don't think we had many of the teams I had playing junior or with the Bears here, but we had certain guys, and we'd do a lot of stuff incorporated into practice. Okay. Take me through your weekend here. First of all, you open up at UBC, 
And uh, I guess things didn't look great after the second period, but what happened in the third and overtime? Uh, we decided we wanted to skate and play our game. Um, still as, with a young team here, uh, learning curve and growth. And UBC plays well. Sven does a good job there. Uh, they were well prepared and came at us very hard. Uh, but we got skating. We started playing our game. I thought our power play was very good. Won us the game in overtime. Uh, a couple mental mistakes that shouldn't happen on our penalty kill almost cost us the game. Uh, also a little bit of undisciplined play as well uh, and can't have that. And then we carried that over to Saturday night and played very well Saturday night. And We're in control from start to finish and we're able to use our depth and play all four lines and six defensemen and while seven guys end up playing on the weekend and 13 forwards ended up playing on the weekend. All right. And uh, Brendan Burke was your goalie in that game? Uh, Burke played for us a Friday night, and then we went with Berlin on Saturday night. Um, and he played very well. He ended up getting a shutout his very first Canada West league game. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, about Matt Berlin. I mean, historically, at least since I've been following the team since the early 90s, most of the Golden Bears roster comes out of major junior. Matt's maybe a, a little bit of a, of a different story. What, what can you tell us about his background? Well, he had played major junior, played a year, couple years uh, in different places, uh, came back to the Short Park Crusaders, had a very good year last year with the Crusaders. Um, I think one of the knocks was him talking to some other people, when maybe when he started junior, he wasn't in the, the best shape and conditioning he needs to be in. I know this summer he spent a lot of time with Joel Jackson at the Seville Centre, uh, is in fantastic shape and has had a very good camp for us. He's come in. Uh, when we talked to him and brought him in, it was, you know, battling for that second, third spot. We thought we had another goalie coming from the Western Hockey League as well. He ended up signing pro, and the second spot kind of, or the, one of the two spots fell into with Matt. Uh, but he's earned that spot at the same time. He's come in, played very well, played very strong games, and was very good in UBC. All right, so this weekend you're going to play the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs and then the St. Cloud State Huskies. Tell me a, a little bit about why you want to do this American swing and, and take on some NCAA schools. Uh, it's good preparation for our team. It's a it's a tough weekend with all the travel, with the flight to Minnesota, Minneapolis, and then we got a bus three hours to get up to Minnesota Duluth, uh, play two-time national champions. Uh, be a very good game. They got very good mobile young defensemen, which will test us on our forecheck and our puck placement and puck management. Uh, um, it'll be a good game for us. And then we jump on the bus and go to St. Cloud right after the game on Olympic size ice. Uh, play another very fast skilled team. Uh, unfortunately, in our in our conference here, we don't play many teams that are fast and skilled. Uh, both these games will push us to our limit and test us very well and put us in an uncomfortable situation that we don't get every weekend, and we need that for our growth. Okay, and then... Yeah, usually on these trips, we try and schedule in a baseball game or a football game, but with us playing Saskatchewan that following weekend, and the games falling on a Saturday and Sunday just didn't work out for us. Right, I was going to bring that up, and then you're back uh, next weekend, and then you'll finally be at home, uh, and you got the Huskies pretty early in the season, and I imagine you two teams expect to be near the top of Canada West once again. Yeah, they've uh, struggled out of the gate here. They only played two preseason games, but they've lost their first two league games at home uh, to Mount Royal, and I think that's probably the first time they've lost to Mount Royal at home, at least anyways. Uh, so a tough start for them. So they'll have this weekend to regroup. I don't think they're playing or traveling. 
uh, and be really focused on us and come give us a good challenge right off the bat. All right. Well, Ian, it's always great to have you on the show. Of course, we'll be talking to you and your players throughout the season. Uh, nice 2-0 start, good comeback on Friday, and then the solid shutout on Saturday. Enjoy this trip to the States. I, it, I always, uh, I always, It's always very interesting to see how you guys do against, uh, against the NCAA school, so I appreciate it. Yeah, well, they're ranked number one, Minnesota Loose ranked number one, and I think St. Cloud's ranked number six right now in the country. Oh, they wow. haven't started either, so it's... Uh, we're getting thrown right into the fire, so it'll be a good weekend for us. Okay, good stuff. See you soon, Ian. Great, thanks, Reed. Ian Herbers, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team, U Sports uh, runners-up last season, lost to UNB in the final. It'll be interesting to watch them. Uh, Different-looking goaltender with uh, Sachenko moving on. They thought Garrett Outhouse was going to be one of their goaltenders. Uh, he started school and then decides to sign with the Manitoba Moose in the AHL. They've lost some firepower up front. Uh, Luke Philp, of course, got signed by the Calgary Flames organization. He's likely going to be in the AHL this year. So, uh, yeah, some things to watch for with the Golden Bears, but they did get it done in UBC. It is 7-14, and, of course, the big Oilers news today, Sam Gagne has been placed on waivers by the Oilers. We'll find out tomorrow morning if he's claimed. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Sam's, you know, he's, he's, a, he's first and foremost, a good person. Like, he's, he's a smart hockey guy. We're just, these, these players we're talking about here in Nygaard, um, Yurko, uh, Haas, not so much because Haas is a centerman, have just, have kind of pushed the pace for us. And we're, Sam is caught in a situation where we want to have elite penalty killers at the bottom end of our lineup. We want to have people that are, they have a job to kill penalties and be sound down there. Sam doesn't fit in that. Sam fits more in a top six or a complementary role. And we put some of those younger, quicker legs in those spots. So Sam was in that bubble of players here. And I still think Sam will probably play games for us this year, you know, if he gets through waivers. But, but right now we just want, we think there's a couple of these guys that bring extra pace to our game. And that, and the coupled with between Granlin, Archibald, uh, JJ, and Cave, that are penalty killers, that there's, there just wasn't a spot for him here. And Russell has played very well in camp. Uh, uh, Patrick Russell's played very well in camp. He needs waivers to go down, and I don't want to risk that chance of losing him right now. All right, so that's the explanation on why Sam Gagne placed on waivers. Now 7-3, Steelers leading the Bengals. Nine minutes left in the second quarter. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, there's the Nuge. His line mates today were Grandlin and Chason. Dreisaitl was with Nygaard and Cassian. McDavid between Neil and Tomash Yurcho, who's been quite a story for the Oilers. Here's Coach Dave Tippett. You know he's had a good camp. He's uh, he's obviously a talented guy, talented winger. He makes good plays. He gets around the net. He can he can score, and that's an element that uh, depth of scoring is something that we need here. Now, where he fits in the lineup exactly, uh, that's still to be determined. But he's a guy that can play with good players and and complement good players. Probably the best game he had was in Winnipeg when he played with uh, McDavid and, and Neil. Um, had a real solid game. 
had a beautiful goal, the, the winning goal, and those are the kind of plays we need. Now, that being said, there's part of his game that's still the details of his game along the wall, structurally stuff, there's still some knowledge to be gained there and still some evaluation to be had. But uh, I give him credit. He's coming in here and worked hard, and he's had a pretty good camp. All right, we'll see if your show is there tomorrow. Oilers are slated to practice at 11 a.m. This portion of Inside Sports presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your Furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. All right, we're going to go out to St. Paul here for a pretty cool story. Ben Poulin is on the line, one of the people who put on the Iron Horse Ultra 100. Ben, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Very good. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate that. It, it is great to have you on. I'm going to start with a, a very simple question because you're going to tell it better than I can. Tell us what is the Iron Horse Ultra 100? Uh, the Iron Horse Ultra 100 is one of about 12 or 15 races that exist in the Alberta Ultra Distance Series. It's a uh, either 100 kilometers or 100 mile race uh, running race on foot. There's, there's, believe it or not, people out there that do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I believe it. Uh, I definitely believe it. Um, so how long has the race been around? Um, so this Saturday will be our 11th annual. So basically, yeah, 10 years ago it started. So this is the 11th year we've had the race. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been slowly but surely growing for us. Tell me a little bit about the, the terrain. And, <clears throat> I mean, we're, we're saying it's in St. Paul, but obviously it's not mm-hmm. in St. Paul, so to speak. So where are they going here? Okay, so to kind of give you a bit of a mental picture of the course itself, if you can imagine like a figure eight with uh, one of the, the bottom loop being 100 kilometers big, um, obviously for 100K runners, and then a 60-kilometer uh, circle on top of that. So it kind of starts in St. Paul. We we kind of wind our way east, um, come in through uh, a town just east of St. Paul called Elk Point. Um, from there, the 100-kilometer runners will come right back into St. Paul, and the 100-mile runners will do an extra 60K loop that goes even further east of Elk Point um, through a little town called Limburg, and then back into Elk Point, and then proceed on in, uh, into St. Paul. So uh, terrain itself is um, fairly varied I, I guess you could say we've got flat we got some hills we've got everything from hard packed gravel roads to uh pasture land we do run on a lot of private land which was one of the most unique aspects of our race that there is a lot of private land and to the point where you're running with cows at times so oh, wow. okay. <laughs> <laughs> climbing through barbed wire fences over gates i mean there's a little bit of a an obstacle challenge too to our run which is a little bit unique in the, in the world of ultra-distance running. I mean, a lot of races, you get, you know, the nice mountain trails and stuff, but they have their challenges, we have ours. What's the winning time going to be, do you think? Or is it usually... Um, well, actually, our course record for the 100-kilometer course was set last year. That was 10 hours and 31 seconds. Okay. Um, and the 100-mile course, geez, it was set early on, and it hasn't been broken yet. It's somewhere in the vicinity of around 19 hours and 15 minutes, somewhere in there. Amazing. Okay. Uh, and I understand sometimes you, like, you have international competitors coming to this. Oh, we, yeah. We have we've definitely are a global race over the years. We've had South America. We've had the United States. We've had Wales. Uh, we had a gentleman from as far away as New Zealand end up here uh, somehow. <laughs> 
It, well, okay, how did that happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> he, he was actually on his own little holiday. He was uh, working his way up the Pacific Coast Trail in about, uh, this was about five or six years ago. So our races always run uh, uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving, so usually first weekend of October. So back in August, he contacts us, and he was looking for a run and kind of explained his situation and wasn't sure he would be able to make it. So we said, well, yeah, if you can make it, we'll kind of hold the spot for you. And he the week before the race said, well, I, I'm able to kind of get myself into Vancouver and then fly into Edmonton and I'll, if I can get a ride out, but just so happened my in-laws are passing through Edmonton right about the same time his plane came in, so they picked him up, brought him over here, and he, uh, I mean, he helped us mark trail two days before the run, and then he actually had to do the run 100 miles. He almost quit at one point, and yeah, so <laughs> all kinds of unique. I mean, I, I don't know how much time you have. i got to ask. 100 stories to tell if you want to. Well, well, I got two minutes. We got time for another good one. Okay, well, I, we've had a couple of uh, of what I call legendary runners. They've done tons of these runs. We were actually honored last year with our first what we call the 1,000 miler. He was the first guy. He's ran every single race up until this point. So uh, last year was his 10th race. So obviously he's run 1,000 miles on our course. And uh, there's actually a gentleman from Edmonton that's legendary in the ultra running world his name is hero i know he he listens to you and is a big oilers fan too so uh we were honored last year that he completed his 100th ultra distance oh, race geez. uh with our soul. race yeah when he so um as it stands he's coming back this weekend here i think he's going for i think 108 amazing that's incredible okay well so this it starts saturday is that what it starts Saturday at 7 a.m., okay. and it's a, it's a 20-hour time limit for the 100-kilometer runners. It's a 27-hour time limit for the 100-mile uh, runners. And um, one of our volunteers, Doug, I know he's the one that kind of uh, tipped you off on this event. Uh, he is still looking for a Lake 3 runner for your, his relay team, so if you're interested. That's awesome. Okay. He wanted me to ask you. I don't know. Okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass, and I do have a good okay. excuse. I do have a broadcast on Saturday. But, yeah, so my, my distance is capped at uh, the half marathon. <laughs> and I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I, I run on pretty nice terrain. Ironhorseultra.com if people want to check it out, right? That's absolutely right. Thank you. Ben, I'm glad it's going strong. Thanks for your time. No problem. That is Ben Poulin. Uh, wow. That's, we'll have to try to get some of those competitors on as we roll along here. All right. We're coming up to the 7.30 News. Coaches show with Moss and Morley after that. More on the Oilers on 630Ched.com. Hear more about the uh, Gagne waiver decision there. Three minutes left in the first quarter. Steelers up 7-3 on the Bengals. Talk to you tomorrow night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.